Hello everyone and welcome to F1 with Ankit. We start this podcast on an amazing day. Today is the day 31 years ago Michael Schumacher first stood on an F1 podium. This was the year 1992 and the place Mexico. The position third. You know something more amazing? Today is his son Mick Schumacher's 24th birthday. So yes, the 22nd of March is a very important day for modern F1 fans. I wasn't around at that time to see Senna or Prost or any of these magnificent drivers racing. Heck, I was hardly a year old when Michael did this in Naito. But yeah, Michael is one of the biggest reasons I am an F1 fan today. I remember the late 90s or early 2000s. I remember being in my uncle's house and watching an F1 race on a small TV. It was on DD. Ah yes, for anyone viewing, hearing this podcast from India, they'll know what DD is. It's our national broadcaster. And yes, F1 used to come on DD at one point. Unlike today where you have to go to F1 TV to watch it. We watched it on DD, we watched it on 10 Sports, we watched it on Star Sports. We watched it on multiple places. And we never knew where is the next F1 race going to be coming. At least I didn't till maybe say 2007-2008 when I finally got into it on a regular basis. Unfortunately for me, by that time Michael had moved on from F1. Yeah, sadly I I saw bits and pieces of him and I used to keep reading up articles about him. But when I finally became that crazy F1 fan, Michael had left. It was deeply disturbing. I remember having watched... 2000, the 2005 season in flashes and I remember his battles with Alonso. I remember hating Alonso for winning. I hated it. Even 2006. It's the year 2007 when I really, I'll say, followed F1 properly for the whole season. You know what was great about 2007? Yeah, Michael was not there. But there's something still great about the year. Kimi Raikkonen. Yep. Kimi had left McLaren, moved to Ferrari, maybe lost some of that exuberance he had. Maybe those early 2000s Kimi was crazy fast and could do random things with a car which no one could do. Maybe that had gone down. But he was still a great driver. And he proved it. He proved it when he won the championship with Ferrari by one point at the end of the year oh yes i remember the chinese gp very well the one where hamilton stayed out so late that he couldn't enter the pits now that gravel trap is no longer left in the chinese gp heck we don't even have a chinese gp now for a couple of years but yes it was an amazing season and i think that that was it Uh, hardly been not able to follow F1 since then. <laughs> That's a roundabout way of putting it. But yes, F1 really became life after that for me. And yeah, I am here today to maybe 
speak my mind about a few things which are currently happening in F1. I think you've guessed by now I am a Ferrari fan also. I am a so-called Tifosi. And <laughs> 2023, the first two races, they've been absolutely everything which we would not have expected from Ferrari. Um, disaster could be like a word I could use. But no, I don't think it's a disaster yet. Charles did did fight back in the first half of the Jeddah race, but it's the second half where I'm really scared about. Yes, we they had a bad luck of bad timing with the safety car. That's fine. It happens. It's racing. But the fact that after that they just lost pace. Hey, Carlos Sainz couldn't fight off Lewis Hamilton. Okay, there was a tire offset. but there was hardly anything he could do and even charles couldn't do anything for nearly the whole second half of the race like if you call it second half after 15 laps that is so yeah it it's it's a place where ferrari have found themselves many a times even when schumacher joined the first few years they were bad I'm, I don't say I would follow F1, but yeah, I have read up and I have figured out what what went wrong. The early 2000s, yeah, he was winning everything. Yeah, on a small TV, a red car winning every time, and you were a fan. That's it. That's how it worked. There was no racing in India. You didn't know what racing was. You didn't have a racing track in India or any which I knew of. at least i living in the northern and eastern part of the country had no clue there was something in southern india which can be called a race track and where people actually did go racing so yeah i had no clue about it so for me it was like the next best thing a red ferrari on the podium every time this very athletic man picking up trophies and then this guy in blue emerges Fernando Alonso ah we hated him man we hated him for coming in and destroying Schumacher we hated him for everything hello can't blame him that ferrari did screw up 2005 it wasn't his fault the tire the rule that you can't change tires one tire has to last the whole race didn't tell Bridgestone and ferrari were completely taken aback and they lost it's similar to how mercedes have lost their way in the new regulations but yeah coming back to alonso he's been a revelation a revelation in the last two races back to back podiums and he's third i agree but back to back podiums for a 40 plus year old man who his fitness his determination his skill amazing i agree i really loved watching kimi race but he as the years passed by you could see kimi wasn't that magnificent with any car i wouldn't say whether car is good or bad there was no kimi fire which you see in alonso 
give him any car he has the fire to get the best out of it give him a half decent car and he's on the podium that the guy is marvelous the way he reads races the way he analyzes things and if you remember in the last laps of jeta where he said good of uh, he just let me know how much i need how much gap i need and they told him they need a 5 second gap and he delivered when you would be assuming the tires are gone completely and what can he do he delivered and his statement after the race that if you told me you needed it in second gap i would have delivered that but i was not informed in time that is a different story altogether and how aston martin got reported you can have all your theories around and yeah i think we all know who their closest competitor was and who is going to benefit the most from him being off the podium and i'm not sure about this that but i heard crofty speaking somewhere i think this was a sky sports podcast and crofty mentioned that if a rival has to pick up some point on some part of the race then he'd have to do it within say 30 laps that's he was also not sure i am also not sure i've not been able to find this number anywhere but yeah if it was 30 laps and he uh pitted around between lap 17 18 19 something like that so yeah lap 47 48 49 roughly would be when his closest competitor had to report him in a 50 lap race you don't have any time to do anything well i aston really has some good lawyers maybe they also had vettel helping them in the background no one knows and alonso kept his podium his 100th podium and you know what i'm finally happy for the guy <laughs> yes i know i started this podcast saying that i used to hate alonso in 2005 for what he did to schumacher well a lot of water has flown under the bridge since then Alonso has made his own mistakes. Alonso has been a part of Ferrari. Alonso has lost with Ferrari. I still was a tifosi when Alonso was there. I used to. It was very difficult for me to support Alonso at that time. And Massa was not really performing up to the level that you could expect anything out of him. So just for Ferrari, you wanted Alonso to win something. Didn't happen. I don't think he's winning a championship this year. That's still out of bounds. But who knows if he keeps up his level at which he is for another three years. No one knows what's happening. Aston could just improve over the next couple of years. If he goes on racing to 26, 27, when the new regulations come in again, who knows? Late 40s, Alonso. Mid 40s, actually, not late 40s. Alonso is winning another F1 championship. <laughs> What he should have done, maybe 2012, maybe some other 2007. Well, for a change, he's made a good move also to the right team at the right time. <laughs> Something he's never done in his career. So yes, Alonso, his politics, his racecraft. They won me over, over the years. 
he's gone from being the villain of f1 to the person whom everyone loves now the crowds went crazy for him more than sergio and max on that jeddah podium so yeah it's <laughs> it's a journey it's a journey over what 15 18 years man that that's how long <laughs> alonso's been racing right up there at the top I'm, i'm not talking from when he joined f1 i'm talking from when he first won a championship which was 2005 it's a tragedy that he has this too and today i can say i i still support ferrari i still am irritated with how ferrari are performing but i am finally happy for alonso and you told me as a in 2005 that hey one day you'll want this man to win i would have laughed you off or called you a cynic or called you all kinds of names but i wouldn't have believed you life is a funny way of making you believe things which you never thought would come true anyway coming back to what's happening around f1 these days the other big news is around lewis is he leaving mercedes is he irritated with f1 is he retiring from f1 no one knows <laughs> the last time we saw lewis in such a situation where he where the car wasn't working and things weren't going his way were his last couple of years in mclaren say just before he moved to mercedes as 2011 12ish we've not seen lewis like this for the last say 10 years it's it's a very weird place to be in <laughs> lewis leaving f1 no oh yeah when he was dominating we all <laughs> hated it but man lewis not being a part of f1 sounds really weird lewis not being a part of mercedes seems even weirder he is been with mercedes since 2007 it, it was mclaren mercedes it was amg mercedes it was petronas amg mercedes or whatever the team is called now tagheuer petronas amg mercedes there too many sponsors they have we, we but the engine he is always had behind him has been a mercedes how how can he leave the brand and funnily he's also moved on from angela cullen most people seem to believe that he was way more to lois than just someone who helped him out he was like his family he was so many things for lois beyond just helping him perform better as an athlete something is seriously wrong there we don't know correctly and lois won't say anything to the media but i'm waiting for the next race in australia that that thursday i'm sure someone's going to grill lois on this because we've seen lois lose his temper and do all kinds of things remember the race i think it was Silverstone 2011 where he put out i think he tweeted out buttons telemetry 
Lewis can do weird stuff when he's irritated. Um, go back to when Rosberg won the championship 2016. Lewis sold off. He refused to speak to anyone. He refused to acknowledge that his childhood best friend in a way, or maybe not even childhood, teenage years best friend, a man he had grown up with, had beaten him. It's, Lewis has grown up since then. He took the 21 defeat against Max in the championship quite well. But yes, we have seen Lewis do things which are very unlike him when things go wrong. So, yeah, 2023 looks like the year we are going to have fireworks. I've already spoken about Ferrari going backward, Aston going forward, Mercedes and Lewis having problems. Who's left at the front? The two bulls. What's going to happen to Red Bull this year? Well, they, they're winning the championship because they, they look to be so far ahead of anyone. I don't see anyone challenging them for either Drivers' or Constructors' Championship. But there is a war brewing there also. It's a war between Sergio and Max. Sergio helped Max win in 21. He, he went out of his way to help Max. Turkey, whether it was the last race in Abu Dhabi, two major highlights which come to my mind, where he stalled Lewis's progress. Uh, Max doesn't seem to look at it the same way. Max remembers maybe just one incident. Monaco, 22. You wanna, you were wondering what I'm referring to right now. Monaco 22, when Sergio had a weird accident just at the entry to the tunnel in qualifying and ensured no one could improve their lifting. Max looks at it like a breach of trust. He was denied the opportunity to fight for the pole position at Monaco. He gave it back in Brazil. He didn't help Sergio. Again, in Jeddah last Sunday, he ensured he gets the point for fastest lap. He didn't need it. I am sure he'll blow Perez apart in every race if the machine doesn't give up on him. That was a needless thing to do. And also his father, Joss, Joss's reaction to Sergio winning. Oh God. He, the, the blood had drained out of his face. He looked furious. He looked completely furious. Not sure that's really going to help Max win over fans. Yes, he's a great racing driver. Yes, he's done some amazing things. Being at the position where he is, hats off to him, his caliber, his talent. 
but maybe he needs to dial down a few other things yes i get it he's a racing driver he wants to win everything he wants to win every time he wants to be on the top of everything you don't have to prove that every weekend i am sure this championship is not going to go down to one point there's no way that's happening this may finally be the year that red bull get their one two in the drivers championship also so strong is that car at this moment yeah i agree we've seen only two races and red bull have their handicap of overspending which is going to come back and bite them but the gap they've pulled out you can see people cutting into it maybe winning an odd race here and there but a sustained championship fight doesn't look likely in 23 just does it alonso can maybe come and fight but not sure if he has the right teammate to help aston fight for the championship mercedes and ferrari have their own issues to deal with and you look at mclaren williams alpine alfa tori or alfa romeo none of them really look like they can even give ferrari a run for their money forget red bull even haas for that matter sorry i forgot haas yep so looks like a foregone conclusion the championships the question is going to be how many people is going to max piss off on the way to his championship and max has destroyed drivers he's destroyed the careers of so many is daniel kvyat daniel ricardo you have gasly you have alex albon okay the last two names i took there back on the f1 great but they took a hammering from max Sergio that way has been a driver who's been able to stick it back to him and has also helped him even max admitted it in 2021 when he won the championship but no max seems to wanna win everything wanna be the conqueror wanna be the one who's destroyed everyone chumaker also had this and he was with barikelo he had the same traits and then in certain places he backed off at the last moment to give barikelo a win i think austria 2002 or 2003 something like that don't quote me on the dates i i am just saying this out of memory i'm not googling any of this but yeah we we've seen even michael schumacher give up a win for his teammate sometimes life is beyond winning and maybe it's a time max learns that maybe it's time max realizes that he doesn't need to win everything every time he goes out onto the track not make him any less of a competitor or any less respected in my eyes he he can be the better man on certain days and that would make him an all-round champion you've seen vettel also go through that phase multi 
he did not follow the orders and then you saw the latter years of vettel post 2017 the baku incident how he's transformed he's become an activist nearly there's a time when everyone hated vettel at multi 21 and there's a time today everyone loves vettel so yes max has a lot to learn from these guys amazing champions amazing drivers maybe sometimes giving up a win isn't going to hurt him so yes these were my ramblings on f1 today tune in next time to hear some new ramblings some new stories some new insights maybe on to f1 thank you